0: Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and for the next half hour, we'll be diving into the book of Isaiah to discover some prophecies about the Messiah. Of all the people groups in the world, God singled the Israelites out for a special and an important purpose. And today, Rabbi Schneider reminds us that their assignment had a lot to do with the Messiah and his first coming, but God's not done with the Jewish people just yet. If we're going to understand the scriptures as God designed them, then we need to understand them from a Jewish perspective. So let's get started with today's message titled, Israel's prophetic destiny. Here is Rabbi Schneider.
1: Father, we worship you today and we open our hearts to receive your word. May it enter us and change us for your glory. In Jesus name, Abba Daddy and for your fame. Amen and amen. I'm beginning a series today and I'm calling it Isaiah and Messianic Prophecy. Many of us have spent so much time reading and being taught about the New Testament with very little emphasis on what we call the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, or what we refer to in Judaism as the Tanakh. But I'm going to show you today how important the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament was for Jesus and his followers, and how Jesus and his followers used the Old Testament to reveal who the Messiah would be, and then showed how Jesus is that person. Let's begin. I'm reading from the book of Deuteronomy now, chapter number seven, verse number six. The grass withers, and the flowers fade but the word of God abides forever. Here, beloved one, God's word. God is saying to Israel, for you are a holy people to Yahweh your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his own possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. We can conclude by this that God very directly in the scripture singles Israel out. He singles Israel out out of all the nations for a very specific purpose. Listen to a few more scriptures that we find in the word of God that speak of the same truth. I'm reading now from the book of Isaiah chapter 41 verse 8. The Lord is saying, "But you Israel, my servant, Jacob whom I have chosen, Israel and Jacob are the same nation." We understand that Jacob was a descendantless and it goes Abraham and then Abraham gave birth to Isaac, and then Isaac gave birth to Jacob, and Jacob's name was then changed to Israel by God, and Jacob had 12 sons who became the heads of the 12 tribes of Israel. So when God says Jacob, he's speaking to Israel. Israel and Jacob are the same nation. So once again, looking at Isaiah 41, 8, we read, but you, Israel, my servant, Jacob I have chosen, descendant of Abraham, my friend. This is interesting here because we're tracing Israel's beginning, we're tracing Judaism or the Jewish people's race, or I should say chosenness is a better way to say it. We're tracing it back to Abraham, to Abraham. That's why in Judaism, we trace our ancestry back to Abraham. Many of our prayers begin by speaking of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham then is the first Jew. He's the beginning of the nation of Israel. He's the one whom God made a covenant with that through Abraham, God was going to bless all the world. We're going to see this in a second. So once again, but you Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, this is Israel, descendant of Abraham, my friend. Once again, tracing Israel's history back to Jacob and back to Abraham, whom the Lord called his friend, which is interesting to consider that for a second, that God says, Abraham, my friend, because this is who God is. He's a friend. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be my friend. In fact, the New Testament tells us that the blessing of Abraham has come upon everyone who puts their faith in God's Messiah, Jesus. Most of you are not Jewish by birth, but you've come into a relationship with the God of Israel through Messiah, Jesus. The Lord tells us in the New Testament that you Gentiles that have come into relationship with him, with the God of Israel, through Yeshua, through Jesus, the Messiah, the scripture says the blessing of Abraham has come upon you. And what's the blessing of Abraham that we just read about? That God called Abraham, Abraham. listen now, his friend. So I want you to know, you're in friendship with God. You're a friend of God. Jesus said, no longer do I call you slaves. He said, listen, I call you friends. God wants to have that type of intimate, soft relationship with you. We continue our study. And we're turning now to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 45, verse number four. Hear the word of God. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, and Israel, my chosen one, I have also called you by your name. I have given you a title of honor, though you have not known me. We're gonna continue this theme now as we're looking at the chosenness of Israel and the Jewish people. I wanna continue this theme now by going into the New Testament. We've very clearly established that in the Old Testament, God singled out Israel in a special way from all the peoples on the face of the earth. Now, stay with it, okay? I wanna take this concept now And we're going to go into the New Testament, and we're going to see the same concept that God has a special call on the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. I want to look at the words of Jesus, first of all, in the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verses number 21 through 24, hear the word of God. Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out, saying, "'Have mercy on me, Lord, Son of David!' "'My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed.' But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and implored him, saying, "'Send her away, because she keeps shouting at us.' But he answered and said, "'I was sent only to the lost sheep "'of the house of Israel.'" So once again, what happens? Jesus is ministering, and a woman that's a Gentile, someone that was not Jewish, begins to cry out, "'Help me, my daughter, deliver my daughter.'" The crowd is bothered by this Gentile woman that's shouting out. Even Jesus' disciples say to Yeshua, Send her away. Jesus responds and he says to the woman, Listen, I can't help you. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Remember, she was a Gentile. Jesus was saying to her, I can't help you. I was sent only, he said, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Notice once again, Jesus is identifying himself with the prophets and the prophecies that I just got done reading about, that God singled Israel out to be unique. Jesus now comes, he comes from Israel, from the line of David, born a Jew, lived a Jew, and he says to this Gentile woman, listen, I'm here for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now I know if you're Gentile right now that this could be a little hurtful, this could put you off a bit, but I want you to understand it was for a purpose. Jesus had to first fulfill his mission within Israel before his grace could be released to you and to the entire world. Jew and Gentile are now one a Messiah. He loves you if you're a Gentile just as much as he loves any Jew. It's not about that. It's that God had a very specific purpose. It began with Israel, and that's what you see happening here in this portion of the Word of God. A similar incident takes place in the Gospel of John chapter 4. In the Gospel, what we say in Hebrew, Yohanan, John chapter 4, Jesus was at a well. Many of us know the story of the woman at the well. And there's a woman that wasn't Jewish that began to dialogue with Jesus while he was standing at the well. And she says, you know, I see you're a Jew, she says to Jesus. She said, uh, we have a different way that we worship than you Jewish people. And she says to Jesus, we worship over on that mountain. I know you guys worship in Jerusalem, but, but we worship over there on that mountain. And Jesus said to her in John 4:22, he said, woman, you don't know what you're worshiping. We know what we worship for salvation is from the Jews. What that says to you and I, church, is that if we're gonna fully understand scripture, we need to understand it from a Jewish perspective. That's what Jesus said to her. He said, woman, you might be sincere. He said, but you don't know what you're worshiping. We know what we worship for salvations from the Jews. And so as I'm going through these series and these prophecies that God is speaking over Israel that we're gonna tie into Jesus and his relationship with you, I want you to understand, it's important for you to grasp this Because your faith in Jesus, the Christian faith, was born out of Israel. And so bear with it. I know this is gonna be very heavy teaching and it's gonna be deeply rooted in the word. And at times it might really seem difficult, but please stay with it because
0: God's gonna train you in truth that will stabilize you in your faith. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. The rabbi will be right back. So please keep listening. Did you know that you can connect with Rabbi right on your phone? The Rabbi Schneider app is packed with resources, videos, and a daily devotional that are designed to help jumpstart your day. The Rabbi Schneider app is free, bringing you inspiration and encouragement 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply search for Rabbi Schneider in your phone's app store and download the app today. Discovering the Jewish Jesus could not accomplish its mission without partners like you. Together, we are preparing men and women for the soon return of Jesus. So please stop by our website to give a one-time donation or to partner with us on a monthly basis. Through your simple act of generosity, you are making an impact. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now with the conclusion of today's message, here is Rabbi Schneider. What I have found over the years is this, when God's people understand the
1: Hebraic roots of their Christian faith, when they see how Jesus is rooted in the Hebrew Bible, how the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament talked about Jesus, how the Old Testament prophets wrote about Jesus, when they see Jesus revealed in the Old Testament, it stabilizes and strengthens their faith so that they don't have to wonder if they're right or not. Because in the world that we live in today, there are so many different ones that are crying out and saying, our way is right. I was just watching, in fact, a documentary on all the people in prison that are converting to Islam. And the truth is, is that many of these that have converted to Islam in prison, their lives really did improve once they committed to Islam. They stopped stealing, they stopped murdering, they stopped doing the other things that they were in prison for. Islam helped them. And so people see this and they say, well, how do we know if Christianity is right? Look at these people that are Muslims that are coming out of Islam. They seem to feel that they're right and they're being helped and they're being better people. So who's to say People ask that one's better than the other, that all roads, many believe, lead to the same place, that it doesn't matter what God you worship as long as you're a good person. But listen to me. The Bible says that there's no name under heaven by which men can be saved but at the name of Jesus, that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ, that Yeshua HaMashiach is Lord. And when you see church, Jesus revealed in the Old Testament, particularly as we move in to the book of Isaiah later in this series, it is going to stabilize you in your faith. The roots of your faith are going to grow deep. And even though you're going to see many people around you that have turned to many other religions and have received some help from becoming trained by those religions, those religions don't take them into eternity. There's only one that brings you into eternity. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to God, to the Father, but through me, So Jesus said here to the woman at the well, woman, you don't know what you're worshiping. We know what we worship for salvation is from the Jews. And so we've established that Israel, the Jewish people are God's chosen people. But we have to ask ourselves the question, what is Israel chosen for? What were the Jewish people chosen for? What does it mean that they're chosen? And how does that affect me? If they're chosen, someone that's not Jewish asks themselves, well, what does that say for me? Does that mean I'm not chosen? So I want to declare loud and clear, the reason God chose Israel was that through them, he could extend his mercy and his loving kindness to the entire world. How do we know this? Because once again, the first Jew is Abraham. Remember, I shared that earlier in the broadcast. That's why many Jewish prayers include the liturgy of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jewish lineage begins with Abraham. And what is the promise that God made with Abraham that includes you? It's all the way back to the very beginning. It's in the book of Beersheet, the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis. It's Genesis 22. Verse 18, here's what the word of God says. God says to Abraham, he said, Abraham, in your seed, singular, in your seed, not seeds plural, but seed, singular, Abraham, in your seed, singular, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed everybody. That includes you. So God's purpose from the beginning was that through Israel, a seed would come. Paul identifies that seed as Jesus and that through Jesus, God was going to bless the entire world. So God chose a nation through which the Messiah would come forth. That's why the book of Matthew chapter one begins by tracing Jesus's genealogy all the way back to Abraham. So I want you to understand then, church, that this plan of sending Jesus, it was rooted all the way back to the book of Genesis, all the way back to Abraham. All the prophecies that God spoke over Israel, he spoke many, many prophecies over them. And we have to take a look at it honestly. And we say to ourselves, did Israel as a nation fulfill all the prophecies and all the promises that God spoke over them? And when we look at Israel's history and look what happened to them in history, we have to say to ourselves, in some way, Israel as a nation, not as a a singular seed of Jesus, but Israel as a nation, in some way, they did not fully fulfill their destiny because Israel right now, and they're not you know, reconciling the world to God. In fact, Israel doesn't proselytize Gentiles to become Jewish. They just feel that their role is to teach ethical monotheism, just to teach the world that there's one God and to abide by certain ethical commandments. But Israel as a whole has not shed light to the entire world. But Israel's divine representative, King Jesus, has fulfilled Israel's destiny by being the one that has brought revelation and the love of God to the entire earth. Now, this is important to understand because when we study messianic prophecy, we go back in the Old Testament and we see that God spoke certain things over Israel that they would do. And the truth is, is that if we're honest, we have to realize that Israel did not fulfill all that they were supposed to do. The reason that I'm pointing this out to you is that within Judaism from which I come, I'm Jewish as many of you know, many of the messianic prophecies that we look at Traditional Judaism says have been fulfilled by Israel, by the nation, that these prophecies that you and I will be looking at together, traditional Judaism says they're not about Jesus, they're about us, the nation of Israel. But the truth is the nation of Israel has not, will not, and cannot fulfill them. In fact, at the end of Moses' life, listen to what Moses said as I read from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 31, beginning in verse number 24. This is what Moses said to Israel right before he died. It came about when Moses finished writing the words of this law, in a book until they were complete that Moses commanded the Levites who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord saying and here's what I want you to really pay attention to take this book of the law and place it beside the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God that it may remain there as a witness against you for I know your rebellion and your stubbornness behold while I'm still alive with you today you have been rebellious against the Lord how much more than after my death. And Moses went on in the 29th verse to say, I know that after I die you're going to act corruptly. And that's exactly what happened. That's why they were displaced from the promised land. So the truth is, the prophecies in the Old Testament about Israel being a light to the nations, it has not happened. Israel fell and stumbled. But Israel's divine representative, King Jesus, has fulfilled these ancient prophecies that God spoke over the nation. Beloved, when you and I get deep in the Word and understand the Hebrew roots of our Christian faith, nothing is going to shake us.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and this is the Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider. Well, God's relationship with the nation of Israel it might have been a little different than ours but that doesn't mean that we both don't have jobs to do when it comes to furthering the kingdom and if you'd like to know more about how you can partner with us this year as we share the gospel with not only the jewish people but with those who need to hear it then please connect with us and here's rabbi to tell us more
1: isn't it true about all of us we love to hear about what we like in other words We love hearing about the things that we already like, but the things that we don't like, we don't want to hear about it. Well, the reason I'm bringing that up is that sometimes God's people don't like hearing about finances because they don't want to surrender their finances to the Lord, but beloved ones, it's really important because when we surrender our finances, what we're really doing is surrendering our heart and affections. That's why Jesus said, man can't love both God and money. We've got to put him first. Some people say that giving financially, tithing, was just something that was in the Old Testament, but in the seventh chapter of the book of Hebrews, we see Abraham come to Melchizedek, the high priest, who is a type of Christ. And when Abraham met Melchizedek, what did Abraham do? He offered up to God through Melchizedek a tenth of all he had. I just want to encourage you today, let's surrender our whole lives to the Lord, which involves every area, even our finances. Beloved ones, if you're not tithing somewhere, would you tie to the Lord through discovering the Jewish Jesus? I want to tell you, you'll be blessed and many souls will be saved.
0: As the Lord leads you to support this ministry today, you can donate online when you go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or you can give generously by calling 800-777-7835. You can also text your donation to us by typing the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. Your decision to be part of the mission will not only make a difference in the lives of the people in your local listening area today, but it will impact people all over the world. As our way of saying a big thank you for your financial gifts, we'll send you our most recent newsletter, and it's filled with exclusive lessons, special insights, and updates on our on the ground and worldwide outreaches. We'll also send you a select audio CD of Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month, which is available as well in an instant digital download. So donate today by sending your gift in the mail when you write to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, PO Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. Once again, that's PO Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. You know, when we dive into the Hebrew scriptures, we're gaining valuable insights into how the Old and New Testaments connect. And if you've missed any of these messages, you can find them online by subscribing to our podcast. And if you'd like to see Rabbi Schneider as he preaches God's word, then be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Just go online and search for Discovering the Jewish Jesus. We're delighted in sharing these messages and these platforms are just a few of the ways we can share the love of Jesus, the Messiah, with you and the world. And now let's wrap up today's message from our new series, Isaiah and Messianic Prophecy, with a special blessing. Blessings trump curses, and in the book of Numbers chapter 6 we find the ironic
1: blessing that God commanded Moses' brother Aaron, the high priest, to speak over the children of Israel. There's power in blessing, beloved ones, so take part in receiving Father's blessing upon your life today. Ya wa Yahweh Vayishmarecha Yair Yahweh marekha ya eh and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you, and shalom.
0: Let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. Submit your prayer request or testimony at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. That's DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again next time when Rabbi Schneider explains the subtleties of Messianic prophecy. That's coming up Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.